Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi Podcast. I am your host, the Artificial Dragon. I'm your co-host, Hannah. And welcome back to another episode of a podcast, everybody, and happy May 4th, everybody. May the 4th be with you. Yep. And at the time of this recording, it obviously won't be May 4th because uh, I, I record all these episodes a week beforehand and then release them uh, a week later, that sort of thing. We have a schedule. Yeah. We, <laughs> so this is us talking to you from the past. Hi, everybody in May 4th right now. <laughs> I hope there are a lot of good announcements. I can't yeah. wait to see. Yeah, I can't wait for that, too. Um. So, yeah, at the time of this episode, uh, thank you, everybody that has come in to become new supporters of the channel and everything. The, uh, the Pius Diaz has been stringing you all in recently. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a good amount of you just came in because uh, it's <laughs> Warhammer. Um, I hope you guys still enjoyed the episode. And uh, yeah, we're glad to have you as part of our little community and everything. Stick around. We have cookies. We have plenty of cookies. And speaking of dark side things, we have a new Patreon art piece. And for this month, we have a nice, smooth... Thick-fied Chiss Spy. Yep, this is inspired by the thumbnail yep, of the, the Chiss episode. Yeah, the Chiss episode where there's a uh, obvious Bond <laughs> Bond girl spy lookalike of a Chiss. She's got her little cocktail dress and a gigantic magnum that she's going to pump you full of blasters and everything. <laughs> Yeah, um, so anyway, if you love our Patreon art pieces, you know what to do. Contribute to our highest amount of $10, and you'll have a wide selection of Patreon art pieces that you could use as pinups, or just print them out for uh, general posters. Um, phone wallpapers. <laughs> yeah, phone wallpapers, you know, the vanilla weeby shit, that sort of thing. I mean, I've um, got, I will admit, I've got Dooku as my home screen and Thrawn as my lock screen. You got the, uh, the double husbandos on your yep. phone. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, if you guys are, however, if you guys are not into the Patreon art piece fan service stuff, you could contribute to any other amount from the lowest being $3 and the mid being $5. And for any tier, you'll have instant access to our Discord server where you could talk Star Wars lore, make topic suggestions, or just make general memes here. And, and talk to us. And talk to us, yes. And maybe show off your uh, your uh, <laughs> nerdy Star Wars collection. I know a certain somebody who loves showing off their Lego collection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, we have a lot of fun. It's still a small community, but we always appreciate the help that you guys give to us so that we could continue to make content like this every other week. Yep, it gives us a reason to keep going. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> since it's going to be a May 4th episode, I decided to do a little topic that's related, somewhat related to the Force. And I'm sure you know what today's topic is going to be, Hannah. We're talking about Clone Mom! Yes, we are talking about Jedi Master Shock T, the, uh, as, as Hannah likes to call her, the Clone Mom of the Clone Wars and everything. Yes, we're talking about Clone Mom. Yep. Um, Shock T, she, <laughs> so yeah, Shock T, much like, uh, let's see, uh, 
Bib Fortuna from Return of a Jedi is the first introduction to her race, which is with Degruda. His? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, Bib Fortuna is the uh, male. Bib Fortuna is the first Twi'lek. Shakti is the first Degruda. Yep, which the is very first Degruda. Fucking awesome. Yeah, and she's pretty much the poster child of O Togruta before Ahsoka came along. Yeah. I mean, we. Hell, when did. The first movie come out? <laughs> I think it was like 2003, somewhere around there. Obviously, I'm talking about the prequels, not yep. the fucking original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I and know Ahsoka for... wasn't introduced until the Clone Wars movie, which yep. is like 2009. 2009, 2008, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Shock T was our first taste of, you know, Tegruta, which yep. I love. Yeah, and Shock T, um, obviously Shock T is, doesn't have a much of a huge character dive in comparison to Ahsoka, who's gone from a bratty little teenager to a strong, independent, uh, gray Jedi character. Yep. But anyway, um, so we're gonna focus, even though Shock T doesn't have that much of a deep dive, she has a sizable chunk of history to talk about and a little bit of her personality the powers that she has at her disposal and everything like that she's not just a wimpy background character (laughs) (laughs) um yeah she's a lot of people might consider shakti a little bit vanilla she's well okay i say that but she's not as bros as plo koon is she's not as uh conflicted as Anakin Skywalker is she's not as uh resolute as Obi-Wan is or as wide as Yoda but she's actually pretty cool in her own right yeah she is and she has a good amount of tragedy attached to her name very she is she's got a very tragic story yeah but anyway, um, before we daddle on about uh shock tea and everything let me go ahead and talk about her history um, so let me see. So Shakti, much like most Jedi, um, so like Altagruda, she comes from her homeworld of Shili, where she was discovered to be strong of a force and was brought to the Jedi Academy to begin her training, just like most Jedi. As were. all Jedi do. Yeah. Just like Plo Koon, just like Yoda, just, well, okay, I'm not sure about Mace Windu, but, um, a majority of Jedi, <laughs> we don't know too much about their childhood. It's generally assumed that they don't remember most of it, sort of speak. That's sucks yeah i wish we could learn more about about <laughs> most of the jedi's childhood which is one of the order. things i'm actually hoping would get dived into in the uh the uh, new tales of a jedi series yeah especially season two i mean <laughs> yeah that's what i'm hoping for for season two yeah um so she was selected by a jedi master as an apprentice of course we don't know who her master is unlike uh plo Koon, who asked tai Vaka and everything um she would travel the galaxy and would complete her training and ascend the rank of Jedi Knight after passing the trials of knighthood. Um, she served under the Jedi uh, under the Council of Reconciliation as basically a diplomat, and uniquely, she unlike most Jedi, she was permer- permitted to travel back to her homeworld of Shili to go down the writ of passage amongst her people by hunting down and killing the Akol. Hell yeah. Yeah, which is um, for... How, how she has her headdress. Yeah, her headdress, which is literally made out of the teeth and bones of the Yakko, which is hardcore as hell. Yeah, Tegruda are badass. And they're yeah. carnivores. Yeah, they are carnivores. We talked about that in the, in the Tegruda episode. Yeah. Um, 
I know you don't usually see it see it in most of her appearances, but she's <laughs> it's Shock T rarely smiles or at least gives a huge toofy smile because it's just Shark Teeth under there. So yeah. you you gotta be careful not to give off a wrong impression or everything. Oh yeah. She would look like a fucking vampire to those veggie meats. Ahsoka like, doesn't have shark teeth though. No. Um, <laughs> I'm not too sure about Ahsoka. Maybe she sharpens down her teeth, or maybe she's a a, a vegan. I don't know. But Who knows? I've seen a lot of fanon lore added to Takuta culture, but we know nothing about Takuta culture. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. We already dived into Takuta for our own episode on them, which we could know more about them. But point is, uh, Shock T still has her sharp teeth, and Ahsoka doesn't for some reason. <laughs> Check out that episode. <laughs> Um, and uh, uniquely, unlike most Togruta, Shakti was a highly independent being and preferred operating alone. Wow, that is, she's an outlier of her race. Yeah, she is. Like, like we said, <laughs> Togruta episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like we talk about in our Togruta episode, uh, Togruta prefer being part of a community because being by herself, that's basically suicide. But apparently Shock T doesn't give a shit about being alone. As the uh, Star Wars 5e handbook says when you're creating a character, mm -hmm. like with alignment. Yep. It says, this species is usually falls under, you know, light, but there are outliers. Mm -hmm. Shock T is the perfect example of that. Very true, yeah. But let me see. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, um... We're about to get into uh, why most people think she's not the most powerful of characters. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she's still a good character. And due to she her... She doesn't have to be powerful. Yeah. Um, due to her highly independent nature, she has very unorthodox training methods, um, which are entirely different to the traditional training methods of a Jedi Order and everything. Mm -hmm. Like... Her very first apprentice, they did a majority of his training on her homeworld of Shili, amongst the scrublands of her world, probably hunting down Akko in the process and everything. I mean, she's a huntress. Yep. She hunts. She is a huntress. Despite her beautiful and elegant looking appearance, she is a huntress. Yep. I I saw a comment when I was doing a, re a brief video research on uh, Shock T. Uh, they compare her, like, whenever she's not in battle, she is calm and resolute. But when she is in battle, she is a crazy maniac. Probably. <laughs> uh, like, when you see her in the council chamber, she's got this very calm and serene look on her face. Yep. She looks like the ideal Jedi. Yeah, and a lot of people would call her design the most beautiful of the entire Jedi Council. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so her her first apprentice trained, her on, trained him on Shilla. They completed their training, managed to pass the trials of knighthood, which, you know, it's pretty good. Unfortunately. How'd they, how'd they get out into deep space? <laughs> unfortunately, on the, the Jedi Knight's very first mission, he got instantly killed by a criminal. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was not exactly great news for Shock T to hear about. Being, nope. This is her being a Jedi Knight, by the way. She's not a master just yet. I mean, Anakin was a shit master, so... Well, I mean, sure, but In at least Ahsoka's still alive. Fair. <laughs> uh, but... I wanted to make a joke. You said Shilla instead Shilla. of Shilly. 
God damn it. <laughs> I, I want to say how they get out into wild space. Uh, it just went right over my head when you <laughs> talked about that. But Sheely, not Sheila. The, uh, the, uh, the Chiss homeworld. Not the Chiss homeworld where it's the middle buttfuck nowhere where it's cold and shit. <laughs> um, I get those names confused for some reason. It's um, fine. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Um, So even though her first apprentice died... Um, and feeling this immense guilt that she failed as a teacher, she decided to try again. And this time, she was even more strict to her second student, um, who is a female by the name of Faye Sun. And unfortunately, there's no picture of her or anything. Damn it. Um, but yeah, she had a much more strict and unorthodox mindset with her training. I'm not exactly sure what that relates to. I assume like, uh, kind of... I don't know, kind of a uh, a uh, love through, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's basically a uh, military sergeant in that case, I would imagine. Okay, love yeah. through brutality. Love <laughs> through brutality, yeah. Um, or hard love. Tough love. Tough love, there we go. God damn it. My brain does not <laughs> work tonight for some reason. Anyway, um, so she trained Faye's son um, and... Fortunately, she also completed her training and passed the uh, trials of knighthood. And shocked, he's like, okay, finally, my training method has been perfected. Now she could go out and do good for the Jedi Order and the Republic. But, unfortunately, um... She dies. She dies in her very first mission. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> And she That's a real blow to the confidence. Yeah, God damn. Yeah, yeah. Just oof right off the bat for Shock T. Yep. But fortunately, she had an identity for the uh, murderer of her apprentice. It was this Zoltron criminal by the name of Lysia. And Zoltrons are like the, the, the purple skinned humanoids and everything. Yep. Which is the uh, race that, uh, that Kit's first character was, Brianna. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we'll eventually talk about the Zoltron. Take a shot for every time I say we'll eventually talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Zoltron basically are... The Zoltron are actually a really cool race to play in 5e. Yeah, they are. Um, they have like insanely high charisma rows and everything. Yeah, and they have pheromones. Yeah, and pheromones, which makes them give, give them the ability to seduce people. Like, they would make great bards in D&D. Yes, they would. Anyway... <laughs> We'll cover the Zeltron in a later episode, because there's a lot to cover. Yeah. Though, Shakti, even though she, like, lost two freaking apprentices, she did not dive into a despair or anything like that. She stayed true to the tenets of a Jedi code. That's good. And she personally went out to find this criminal, and instead of doing what Anakin would have done and killed her, she decided to bring her in for justice. Makes sense. Yeah, so good on Shakti for keeping her emotions in check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um... See, Shock T's a better Jedi than Anakin <laughs> was. Uh, yeah. While her training methods were... <laughs> understandably put into question by a majority of the Jedi Council, they did recognize her power in the Force, and they decided to promote her to the rank of Jedi Master. Nice. Yeah, so even with having two dead apprentices under her belt... She it's was, not her fault! I know, but... You could understand it, it would feel like it's her fault. Yeah, I'm sure she felt like it was her fault. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she event 
became Jedi Master, and then in the aftermath of a blockade of Naboo, she actually re- was uh, re- she actually was ascended to a member of a Jedi Council. Oh, who she replace? Um, uh, <laughs> Yaddle. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, we all know what happens to Yaddle. Yeah, and in canon anyway, yeah. Well, there are two somewhat known deaths for Yaddle. Yeah, but yeah, that's the important thing. She eventually replaces Yaddle in the, uh, her seat of the council. Probably not her exact seat because, I mean, Yaddle is small and... Well, duh, <laughs> but that's good. She's still a good master to replace Yaddle. Yeah, she is. Um... So, once she ascended the rank of uh, Jedi Knight, she actually went down the path of Jedi Counselor, who are like uh, the ones that focus more on the Force and not on lightsaber techniques, that sort of thing. Yep, that's um, my favorite, one of my favorite uh, classes to play. Well, the Jedi uh, <laughs> Counselor, aside from the Sith Inquisitor. Yeah, um, I do not want to play Jedi Counselor because that results in my waifu's death if a campaign. I know! <laughs> Rip Lacris. Rip Lacris. My my wife who knew. <laughs> I remember seeing comments where people were like, "I'm traumatized. I'm never going to play Jedi Consular ever again." It was a good story. The only fucking downside is not letting Lacris live. Yeah. My Jedi would not have done that. Yeah. Oh, poor Lacris. We knew you well, Lacris. Rest in peace. <laughs> anyway, aside. Going on from one waifu into another waifu. <laughs> <laughs> so she became Jedi Counselor. Though ironically enough, she was remembered more for her skills with a lightsaber. Wow. She was the master of Form 2 Makashi and Form 4 Ataru. Which, if you recall, um, Makashi is the one that, uh, that Dooku uses. Yeah. Um, and, and she is well regarded for her speed and grace, with even Mace Windu himself saying she is as beautiful as a flower, yet as deadly as a viper. That coming from the man who fucking is blipping through time while fighting Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that. I fucking love that, uh, that uh, story. Yep. <laughs> That's Revenge of a Sith. Um, with her mastery in Makashi, she is an accomplished swordswoman, and her skill is said to match Dooku himself. That's fucking badass! Yeah, in an era where lightsaber combat is extremely rare, that's saying something. And it's the dueling. Uh, we talked about this in the lightsaber episode. <coughs> Go watch it. <laughs> Self-promotion everywhere. <laughs> uh, Makashi is a very elegant... Uh, Sword fighting. Yep. It's like fencing. Mm-hmm, basically. Which was perfect for Christopher Lee because he was a master fencer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it worked into Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. But having Shock T be on the level of Count fucking Dooku. Yeah. That is awesome! Yeah, she is She is a fucking whirlwind when she's in lightsaber combat. That's badass. <laughs> and also enhanced by the fact that she's a master in Ataru, which is the fighting style where you do acrobatics and shit. Of course. Which she jumps little, around like Yoda. Yeah, she just does jump around like fucking Yoda on <laughs> fucking speed. <laughs> but anyway, um, and her mastery in Ataru allows her slim figure to go right across the battlefield, delivering swift blows to her enemy, which is also held by her natural attribute with her uh, montrails and everything. Yep, again, triggered episode. Yep, which allows her to know every inch of her surroundings in like a 30 to 60 yard radius i believe ish yeah ish um though she is also noted as 
and her legendary strength and power in the Force, being capable of communing with nature more deeply than any other Jedi of her age. She's basically a Jedi druid. Yeah, she's, I love a it. Je- she's a Jedi druid, and a little bit of Poison Ivy once I explore more. Um, she is particularly skilled in animal bonding and controlling them with her sheer will, and even has skill in Consitor Saito, otherwise known as Plant Surge, which allows her to control vines and everything. That's Awesome. Yeah, she is literally she poison is ivy. She is one with nature. I she love is, it. She is literally fucking poison ivy. <laughs> I love it. Um, on top of that, she has the ability to alter the environment and cause thick fog to appear, blast away foes with mighty whirlwinds, and freeze the surface of water with her ability in the force. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, her power in telekinesis is also so powerful that Plo Koon himself praised her by calling her a telekinetic savant. And that's coming from Plo Koon. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. She is capable of even moving, casually moving large structures like buildings and everything without even making hand signals and everything. Wow. And wow. not even looking at them. That's awesome. Yeah, she is. See, see, Kate and Urk, she is not <laughs> fucking useless. Fuck both of you. Yeah. She is also proficient in force barriers, which is showcased when she had... So, okay, we'll go a little bit into it, but she led the the first defense when the Separatists invaded Camino, And there was a little breach in the Undercities where the Typoca City, which is where the cloning facility is, is that mm-hmm. threatened of being flooded and everything. Mm-hmm. And she held back the entirety of the ocean. Wow. From flooding Typoca City. See? She's not useless. (laughs) Of course, she couldn't hold off the ocean forever. but Who can? Yeah. She was able to hold it off long enough for for that entrance to be blocked and everything. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. She is freaking badass. Um, Let me see. She also is skilled in Tutaminus, which is... uh, So, Tutaminus is basically the ability of absorbing energy, which is what uh, Yoda did against Dooku's Force Lightning and everything. Uh Uh-huh. And you could also apply Tutaminas to blasters and lightsabers as well. Wow. Yeah, you remember that cinematic trailer where uh, Satio Shan is fighting Malgus on Odoran? Barely. I need to watch it again. Yeah, you'll have to watch it. But at the very end of their duel, it looks like Darth Malgus uh, stabs Satio Shan, but she's just using her forearm to hold his lightsaber in place. That's Tutaminas, basically. That's cool. Yeah, it is. A very good ability if you do not want to get slashed. Nope. <laughs> um, and if that ability was what saved her, ultimately saved her during her first encounter with General Grievous on Hypori. That is fucking awesome. Yeah, she was just yeeted into a boulder, but the only reason she didn't get cut in half was because of Tutaminas. Yep. Um, That's the same episode where Shaggy dies. <laughs> where fucking Shaggy dies. Um... Yeah, but I I love a micro series so and much. And the great introduction to Grievous. Yeah, fucking terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Um, she, her skill as a warrior and diplomat even impressed Palpatine himself. Wow. Yeah, to the point where he officially commended Shock T and kept her as part of his inner circle of protectors and public advisors. And you could clearly see that in the miniseries as well. Yep. And especially in a couple of scenes where Palpatine is talking with the majority of the Jedi Council, those are like his uh, his cabinet, sort of speak, if you will. Yeah, like the inner, his inner circle of Jedi protectors. Obviously, he doesn't 
trust her that much. But no. you, when it comes to Palpatine himself, that's saying something. Yeah. But, yeah. Especially, you know, because it's Palpatine. Yeah, and he's the puppet master with the mini strings and everything. But this is during his time as, you know, senator into chancellor. Yep, as a supreme chancellor, most prominently. Yeah. Anyway, um... Though, unfortunately, her position within the Jedi Council wouldn't be a peaceful one, um, as the galaxy endured the Separatist Crisis and eventually the Clone Wars. Yep. Yeah, she was one of the many Jedi that went to Geonosis to, uh, oh, excuse me, to rescue uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Padme from the Petrinaki Arena and everything. Mm-hmm. Almost got slaughtered. By the shit ton of battle droids and Geonosians. But Luckily she survived. Yeah, she's she's one of the many survivors of uh, the very first battle of the Clone Wars. I think like a hundred Jedi were at Geonosis and like more than half of them were dead. Oof. Yeah, um, it was not a fun time for anybody. No. <laughs> and after the, the first battle of Geonosis... Shakti became a Jedi general and was assigned to the Kaminoan cloning facilities in Taipoca City. Clone mom, clone mom, <laughs> clone, clone mom, mom, clone mom. <laughs> yeah, she was basically a uh, supervisor for the for the clones that were training to for for future and everything, and was the public advisor to uh, um, Prime Minister. Um, Lamasu. Lamasu, thank you very much. Um, yeah, Kaminoan Ke- names are weird. Yeah, Kaminoans are very, very weird. Um, where was I? But yeah, Shock T. I don't think Shock T had a battalion she was assigned to, like the five hundred first with Anakin, the two hundred twelve with Obi Wan, or the one hundred second with Plo Koon. If she does have a clone battalion, it would be the entirety of Kamino. Yeah, the clone. She, like I said, clone mom. She helps train the clones. She helps, you know, she gives them morale. She's the one who conducts the graduation ceremony and, you know, gives that speech. Yep. Fucking badass. Yeah, she is. <laughs> it's kind of ironic that they chose Shock T as the mentor of Kamino, considering she has two dead apprentices under her belt. But... I know, but, you know, it's a bit of her chance to redeem herself. Yeah, which is which sad. Which I love that. I mean, it is sad in context because she's basically sending a bunch of essentially 12-year-olds and yeah, men she's sending out kids into to war. die. <laughs> but, you know, Padawans as generals, that happened too. Yeah, that is very fair. Um, but yeah, Shock T, there's like a episode in The Clone Wars where uh, it explores Domino Squad, which is the squad that uh, Fives and Echo were a part of. Uh-huh. Um, and in their final test, um, you know... Context, they are going through a obstacle course. They need to climb up a tower to get a flag or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like capture the flag. Yeah, like capture the flag, except it's high up up there. Um, <laughs> they, so to get up to that tower, they need like ascension cables and everything. Mm-hmm. But they find out, oh shit, our ascension cables, we don't have them on us. And so for the training of the clone troopers, they have bounty hunters basically helping train them and everything. Okay. And there's this asshole bounty hunter that uh, was... Didn't exactly have any faith in these clones. Mm-hmm. And he was all like, I'm going to take your guys' uh, harpoon cables and see what you do with them. Fuck you. <laughs> and, the, and there's another bounty hunter who's all like, Shock T, I highly recommend that we restart the challenge and let give them a fair chance. And Shock T's all like, no, we're continuing on with a training session. And the other bounty hunter's like, but, but my colleague cheated. And Shock T makes a good point of... The, the enemy won't play fair either. 
Yep. And they managed to get up to that tower in a very creative fashion, mind you. And they were able to pass their final chest. See, she had faith in them. Yeah, she had faith in them. Um, yeah, Shock T is a really great mother figure in the Clone Wars. Considering the clones, you know, basically don't have a, a mom. You know, Jango Fett is their progenitor, but, you know... Yeah, I don't even think... He's whoa. not even a quote-unquote dad. Yeah, Jango Fed, he He's was... He's just their template. <laughs> yeah, even Jango Fed, who was basically the trainer of all the clones on Kamino before, you know, he passed away and everything. Um, I don't think he even gave a shit about a majority of his clones, except Only for Boba. Boba. Yeah. Only Boba. <laughs> yeah, he basically compares them to a unused weapon and everything. Oof. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but Shakti actually, you know, thought that they were human. In a yeah, way. they were they living were beings. Yeah. Um, like in that very same episode when she was discussing with Lama Su what to do with Domino Squad if they fail again. Um, Lama Su was all like, maybe we should terminate them and continue on with Rez. And she's like, no, we're not going to terminate them. Like, They're no, living beings. <laughs> so, yeah, good on Shakti for um, actually giving a shit about clones and everything. Shout out to the Jedi in general for caring about the clones yes. anyway. Except for Pong Krell. He's an asshole. Except for Krell. <laughs> Krell. But anyway, where was I? Okay. Um, during Kamino, her time on Kamino anyway, there were like two to three separate invasions on Kamino. Jesus. And she was able to repel all of them. Good job. Yeah, she is a friggin' Chad. Yes, she is. <laughs> Not compared to Darth Maher, but she's a Chad in her own way. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we know, um, aside from Kamino, she has a couple of engagements with Separatist forces, like we know Hypori, all of that, mm -hmm. where she's one of a few surviving Jedi that encountered Grievous and lived to tell the tale. Yeah, including Kiati Mundi. Yep. And that's all. Kiati right? Mundi and Ayla Sakura, yes. Yep. Um, and then, let me see. And uniquely enough... Uh, five months into the war, Shakti would lead an invasion on this planet called Brento 4, which is basically this vital world um, that's on the very far end of a perimeter. I fucking can't pronounce this shit. Um, Spell it out. <laughs> P E R I E M I A N. Perilimian trade route, whatever the fuck it is. Okay. Anyway, point is, <laughs> it's basically the Route 66 of Star Wars that connects. Uh, the core worlds to the Tyon cluster. Okay. And that is a that planet is at the very end. So if the Separatists take that, that's a vital supply line to invade the core worlds and everything. Yeah, major highway. Yeah, it's a major highway. And Shock T, along with I believe Plo Koon, led this operation to retake the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, and their basic idea is okay. Um, we got most of our ground troops on the world. We're going to segment. Um. There's this fortress that has a ray shield and everything. Can't bombard it from orbit. That's where the main warlord is. Um, we're going to segment and infiltrate each building one by one. And she led a small squad of clone troopers into this one building. which she found out was housing several prisoners. Mm -hmm. And amongst them were... Uh, I believe there was like a Wookiee, a former Senate commando, um, an undercover Quinlan Voss. And more importantly... Um, the, the, uh, the same criminal that killed one of her Padawans so long ago. Oh, shit. And, yeah, good old, I actually have a picture of Lystra. Um, give me a moment here. 
Yeah, she just has that smug bitch face. Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She looks like a pureblood. Yeah. But probably just a red-skinned alien. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so point is, she goes to this prison complex. And a lot of them were basically prisoners of the Republic. But now the Republic is invading this world. And Shakti offered them an ultimatum. Like, hey, help me infiltrate this facility. And if you do, you will basically be free men and women. Nice. And obviously... Shock T was not happy with look, working alongside a criminal that killed one of her Padawans. Well, yeah. Yeah, but she... <laughs> they have, like, this on-and-off argument. Like, why should I trust you, Jedi? You... I killed your Padawan, so what motivation do you have for setting me free back into the galaxy and everything? And Shock T's like, if I wanted you dead, I would have killed you instead of sending you off to prison. That sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, um, it was a very shaky relationship, very obviously. But um, duh. <laughs> but yeah, but both of them, they made a fairly good team. Mostly Shock T was just being the graceful to Groot a Jedi Master that she was. Of course. Um, like, they went through several laser traps where... Uh, <laughs> so, I think she, like, force-pushed Lestra out of the way. And she was just dancing in between laser boats and everything. She just casually disregarded them. Nice. Yeah, and then they infiltrate. She, she, the main reason why she brought Lestra with her is because she knows that as a Zoltron, she could use her pheromones to, uh, you know, seduce the warlord and convince him to peacefully surrender and everything. Mm-hmm. And at first, that was where everything was going. And the, the warlord was, you know, being um, subdued and everything. But then Lestra instantly backstabbed her. Of course. Yeah, and... She, like, shot her in the back, and Shakti just passed out, and the warlord's like, whoa, what the fuck? And Lystra's like, look, I killed the Jedi for you. I, this is obviously proof that I'm on your side and everything. Mm-hmm. And obviously Shakti's not dead. She basically slowed her metabolism to the point where it seemed like she's dead. Of course. And of course, she, that's a force ability. <laughs> yeah, and she started to heal herself. And one of the other teams that she sent off, uh, I believe Quinlan Voss was a part of it. They blow up a shield generator, and the Warlord and Lestro were like, what the hell? And then Shock T just instantly came back from the dead, had a brief little skirmish with a Warlord, killed him, and Lystra's like, oh fuck, I'm so sorry, no, 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 and she starts running <laughs> away. And she came to this uh, laser trap. And Shock T's just menacingly, just walk calmly, just very calmly walking towards her and everything. And Lister is all like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of killing me." And she throws herself into the laser trap to kill herself instantly. Jesus. And Shock T was all like, "I was going to spare you too." Oh. <laughs> yeah, Shock T has a uh, cold sense of humor sometimes. Uh, yeah, looks like it. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Another unique thing I came across in my uh, brief research of Shakti, there was actually a old uh, expanded Legends novel um, where Shakti was the main character of. Really? It is It is a novel. Unfortunately, it's canceled. Um, Damn it. <laughs> but there is, fortunately, um, there's like a brief synopsis and there's a... a it was a it was completed, but they decided to cut it last minute. And no, <laughs> but there is a cover of this book, and Jock T just looks awesome in that. Yeah. 
She looks so serious. Yeah. Um. So the the dude looks like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's holding the red lights, it really looks like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um. So this novel, it's called The Escape from Dagu. Um. So basically, the synopsis is um. There's this uh, war camp on this planet called Tagu, where it has a lot of uh, clones as prisoners of war and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. And Shakti actually infiltrates that facility because you know she's liberating her clone uh, sons and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. And she, it's it kind of gives me vibes of what was that fucking uh prisons movie prison story uh fuck whatever it's it's very reminiscent of those uh prison break movies and everything okay where she's just pretending to be this helpless woman who's amongst the clones um and then she slowly um convinces the locals to help liberate them and everything and they're like yay freedom kill all these droids typical prison break plot yeah typical prison break plot and she fights this, uh, one of Dooku's dark acolytes named Atero Darak, who is that guy in the picture, as you saw. Atero Darak. <laughs> Obviously. Star Wars likes to reuse names. Oh, yeah. I mean, Skywalker. And Taro Blood. <laughs> Taro There's literally, your main antagonist in the Bounty Hunter story, sorry, is Taro Blood. Yep, I remember, yep. Um, let's see. Vote. Uniquely enough, um, so this is kind of a nice little background thing. The reason why it was canceled was because it was... They didn't consider Shock T to be a uh, markable enough uh, hero. And Bullshit! They, and they replaced it with uh, another novel called Yoda Dark Rendezvous. And Yoda being the popular character, that's more marketable. Fucking Yoda. <laughs> His, Give dark... Shock T a bit of spotlight. Yeah, yeah. That, I... From what I've heard, The Dark Rendezvous is actually a really good comic. Not comic, a novel. um, Where Yoda basically goes to Count Dooku and tries to convince him to rejoin Light Side, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's a really good uh, novel. But yeah, it would have been nice to have Shakti a little bit of spotlight. Yeah, Shakti deserves the spotlight. Yeah. Um, Let me see. And through Shakti's numerous accomplishments throughout the Clone Wars... She got special honors from the Supreme Chancellor in the form of medals and even several other awards. More specifically, um, this piece of flora called the Chara Tree, as you'll see in this picture here. Um, yeah, she's just wearing a little medallion around her neck, and that tree in the background is the special uh, tree that Palpatine gives her. That's cool. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell, this tree is a very sacred tree, which is which makes it being a gift to Shakti a really huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shakti decided, okay, instead of keeping it for myself, I'm going to put it in the Grand Hall of the Jedi Temple for all of the Jedi Order to come and meditate on. This is why I wish they showed us more of the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Because that would have been fucking cool to see. Yeah, it would have been pretty cool. And classic Palpatine... He had ulterior motives for giving this tree to Shakti. Of course, there's something behind. <laughs> from my uh, brief, from my brief research, apparently this tree is like a uh, a uh, what was it? A uh, <laughs> it basically listens in onto communications and is connected to other trees as a sort of hive mind. Okay, kind of like an aspen tree. Yeah, yeah, like an aspen tree, and he, I think he. Put that tree in there to eavesdrop on the Jedi Temple and everything. What the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, that's just a brief amount of research. That, and, what? <laughs> Speechless. Um, but yeah, um, point is, Shock T, decorated war hero, really particularly loved by Palpatine. She is a really badass woman. Are we moving on to her many deaths now? <laughs> We're not quite there yet. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kenny of Star Wars. Yeah, I swear she's to God. the Kenny of Star Wars. Um, at one point, Shanti was captured by the Separatists. Oh. And she was placed within the security prison on the factory world of Metoron, which was controlled by the uh, Techno Union, where um, uh, well, Tambor was personally overseeing her and everything. Oh wow. Yeah, and. Um, so Bail Organa found out about this and he was like, oh shit, I got to get her out of there somehow. And he came up with his idea to basically approach Wotembor saying that, hey, your fucking city, it is really nice. It is really innovative. And I want to take a personal tour of it and look at its template so I could apply it to Alderaan and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this was a ruse to get there, but Wotembor was all too happy to give him the tour of his magnificent city and everything. Good on Bail Organa for yeah. being the one to, you know, kiss ass and <laughs> yeah, he, get in there. He literally had to do that for 20 years under the Empire. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but anyway, the man has got a lot of patience. He has a lot of patience. That thing I appreciate about Bor- Bail Organa. Leia Organa... Uh, doesn't quite <laughs> take after her father, but adoptive father, more accurately. But yeah. Yeah. But anyway. We, um, we need an episode for Bail Organa. Yeah, now. he is. Take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> but yeah, Bail Organa is a fucking chad. Anyway, um, so he goes on this tour and he's all like, hey, well, Tembor, I really want to know how good your security is. Could you take me to your, uh, you know, prison complex or something like that? And well, Tembor was... Oh, too happy to show him. Of course, and he, he stroking his ego. Yeah, pretty much. And Bail Organa was, you know, obviously looking for Shock T, and he's like, "So, who's your newest prisoner?" And and Motembor's like, "Oh, yes, the the great Jedi Master Shock T. We managed to capture her a couple of days ago. It's quite the accomplishment, I can assure you." And Bail Organa was like. Here's Shakti, and he threw her lightsaber for her to reach out and cut her way out of her prison. <laughs> and they managed to get out of there. And obviously, well, Tembor was not happy that he well, wrecked no shit. shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, one of those nice little comics in the style of uh, the micro series. It was a really funny story. Nice. But, yeah. Um, Shakti got captured by the Separatists. Bail Organa just yeeted her lightsaber at her for her to get out of there and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let me see. Uh, and aside from that, she was also present during the uh, the uh, tribunal against Ahsoka Tano. Oh. She was just kind of there. She It's not exactly known what her opinion on the matter was. She was just kind of there in the background. I suspected that... She also doubted that Ahsoka went to the dark side, but obviously we don't know. I wish we knew more. Yeah, especially with a fellow Togruta. Yeah. Yeah. And then, let's see, after that, uh, she plays an important part in uh, Fives when <laughs> he was getting to the bottom of uh, the biochips and everything. Mm-hmm. So, Fives, along with his clone brother named Tup, 
Um, apparently his biochip malfunctioned and he executed a Jedi general before Order 66 could be enacted. That's no good. Yeah, he was all like, good soldiers follow orders. And he gunned the Jedi down instantly in front of everybody in the middle of a battle. That's not good. No, it is not good. And everybody's all like, what the fuck is what going the, what on? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Is this a separatist plot? Did they brainwash tub and everything? And Shock T, along with uh, the head Kaminoan scientist... Uh, I'm probably going to forget her name. Uh, Nalase, that's her name. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the quote-unquote mother of Omega and everything. Foster mom. Yeah, the foster mom. Um, So they were going to examine Fives, trying to figure out why he's being so aggressive against the Jedi and everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they do a deep brain scan on him and everything. They couldn't find shit, but... They didn't like uh, Tubbs' aggression, particularly towards Jedi. Obviously, Anolise probably knows what's going on, but Shakti doesn't know. Of course. Um, the Kaminoans put them in there. Of course they fucking know. <laughs> but anyway, um, so point is, uh, Shakti goes to the Jedi Council where, um, you know, they would examine Tub through the Force instead of through scientific means, mm-hmm. which is probably a good idea to do, if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. Um... But obviously, uh, they were planning to Nalase was going to terminate the clone because oh, we could have a better time of you know looking through his insides and everything if we just terminate them right then and there. Yeah, they're thinking of killing him. But obviously, Shock T was not going to let that happen. But uh, Fives decided to investigate on his own, found the uh, the biochip in Fives' head. But unfortunately, Fives not Fives Tub, uh, Tub passes away. With his last words being, uh, the nightmares are finally over. Oh, God. That's yeah. so sad. It is so sad. That Hot is. Up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me see. Um, and then, um, obviously, um, Fies was not uh, satisfied with this. Um, the Kaminoans are like, oh, it's a tumor. Da, 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 da. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, they're trying to save their own asses. Trying to sweep it under the rug and everything. Um Fives underwent his own investigation, and he went to the uh, cloning facilities trying to figure out, okay, if this tumor, we got to figure out what stage in the clone's life this tumor appears in. And they find out that the tumor comes in naturally from the uh, the, uh, Kaminoans and everything. Mm -hmm. And Nolase was all like, Yes, this is not a tumor. It's a biochip. It's meant to suppress your aggression and make sure you don't go rogue or anything like that. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, you lying whore. <laughs> and Shakti, um, she decided to give Fives a chance. Like, um, she had her suspicions right off the bat and everything. Um, wanted, who, who wouldn't? Yeah. And she decided, okay, Tub, we have the information, we have the tumor, and we also have the, uh, the biochip. In comparison to the one that Tup has, which is obviously malfunctioned and yours is intact and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring you and for information we have to the Chancellor himself so that we could get a proper investigation. Oh, fuck. Um, this is where everything goes sideways. Yeah. And Fives basically went up to Shock T and he was like, thank you for having faith in me, General. And she was all like, it's not about faith. It's just doing the right thing. Well, Yeah. And obviously, yeah, um, they went to Chancellor Palpatine at the Grand uh, 
Republic Medical Facility because they have a top-of-the-line medical equipment and everything. Uh-huh. And obviously, Palpatine did not uh, want the Jedi to get under... <laughs> did not want Shock T to find out about the true purpose of the biochips and everything. And Nala Say basically drugged Fives to make him look more suspicious and aggressive. Basically, um... Basically solidifying the fact that the biochips were needed in each clone. Otherwise, they'll go rogue. Damn it. And Fives... They uh, were this <laughs> fucking close to finding out Palpatine's true plan. Yep, exactly. And then um, we kind of know the rest. Uh, Fives give a fog out of Dodge. Shock T tries to stop him and everything. Reports back to the Jedi Council like, Hey, um, from the information that we know, there's a possibility that... Uh, that there's a virus going on in Fives from the battlefield that's malfunctioning his memory chip after the biochip was taken out, blah, 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 blah. And unfortunately, it resulted in the death of Fives not too long after. Aww. Yeah, it's a really oh, sad arc. It's a really sad arc. I need to watch that arc now. Yeah, it is really fucking I just fucking need to keep good. watching the Clone Wars. <laughs> yes, you do. You haven't gone past the, uh, the uh, first Twi'lek episode, did you? No, I have not. I have not even even, even watched the Ryloth arc yet. It is a, uh, so good. Um, but anyway, um, then Shock T, after that traumatic experience, um, then we finally get to the... Uh, wow, I went really far in my notes. Um, we get into the true highlight and the, the, the true showcase of why Shock T is such a giga-chad. Um, <laughs> Enter the Battle of Coruscant itself. Hell yeah. So yeah, um, Shock T, along with several other Jedi Masters, uh, Stacy Alley, who is, think of uh, Adigalia, I believe they I were... I think they're cousins. Yeah, of the same bloodline. I believe originally that was supposed to be Adigalia, but obviously she died in between episodes. And, yes, horned and, in the gut by Savage. And... She actually got killed by Grievous in Legends. Oof. But anyway, um, I believe they were meant to be the same person, but some lore guy was like, oh, nobody will notice. We'll just rename them. I think they made <laughs> them cousins to make it work. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Stad Ali, uh, Ronan Karab, who is the Euphorian Jedi Master, fell Modama, the Taos, who are like the shaggy, mm-hmm. um, pe- shaggy people from Hoth and everything. Yep. Um... Rav Belmosia, who is a human. Bink Utria, who is the, the red Twi'lek Jedi master and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she had her little task force of Jedi to protect Palpatine himself. And, you know, they were in the process of moving him to his bunker. Then they met Grievous, who was going after their asses with his Magna Guards and everything. Yep. Where they just go to the train station, have an intense duel with all the Magna Guards. I really like this one moment where she's going mano a mano with a Magna Guard. Like, she... She killed a Magna Guard earlier, saw his other Magna Guard, just yeeted the remains of his buddy at the Magna Guard, <laughs> who just effortlessly deflected all of them. He goes into strike and Shakti just force pushes him into just, a train. Nope. <laughs> then, of course, that uh, meme-worthy moment where she ties Grievous's cloak to another train, just yeet! <laughs> Insert clip here. Yeah, I fucking love Shakti. She was a She's fucking a Chad. Lady. Yeah, she was a fucking Chad during that entire... I mean, she episode. risked her life to protect Palpatine. Yep. I mean, she believed, you know, oh, I have to protect the Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, so this is expanded upon in the in the, uh, the uh, Labyrinth of Evil. Really needed to get around to reading that novel. But they get on a train. They're pursued by Grievous. 
Mace Windu and Kid Fisto meet up with him. And, you know, Mace Windu has his little duel with Grievous on top of a train. So mm-hmm. fucking cool. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he force pushes Grievous off of a train. And they make it to safety. And they separate again. Because, you know, we gotta participate in the battle. I think you guys can take care of things. Also, yes. uh... Shakti in the miniseries yes. is voiced by the queen herself, Grady Leslie. Yep, I was uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to you mentioning that because you are a fangirl of that actress, I yes, believe. Yes, Grady Leslie is such a good fucking voice actress. Yeah, where she voice acts uh, Black Canary in both the uh, Justice League Unlimited series and Injustice 2. Injustice 2 and... Um... Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yep. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, she is. Yeah, that voice actress is awesome. She (laughs) is Black fucking Canary. Yep. Yeah, very fucking cool. Also, the the character design for Shock T in the micro series is really adorable looking. It is. She looks so cute. Yeah, a lot of people compared her look to uh, a fucking deer. Yeah, she does look a little like a deer, but I like it. It works with the uh, gracefulness of how she fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we know, uh, Shock T and the rest of her Jedi compatriots get Palpatine into the bunker, and Shock T decided she's going to hold off, uh, Grievous and his Magna Guards while they get to safety and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the most impressive showcase of Shock T's skill as a Jedi Master. Oh, yeah. Like, she went up against basically a dozen of these Magna Guards. On her own. On her own. And keep in mind... Each Magna Guard, facing a Magna Guard is no, is no small deal. These guys are specifically trained to kill Jedi and provide a challenge to even a Jedi Master. Yeah. And all of them have been personally trained by Grievous in the way of lightsaber combat. Holy shit. And And she fought, what, 12 of them? I think... A lot. (laughs) Point is, a lot. It says a dozen, probably not literally a dozen, but point is a shit ton. A shit ton. And And Grievous. And Grievous. Um, so, like, these Magna Guards, um, also a nice little detail, they could think at the speed of light. The fuck? Yep. That's bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, so, obviously, the Magna Guards, um, they put a couple of good heads on Shakti. One of them disarms her of her lightsaber and everything. Mm-hmm. And in return, she just yoinks one of the Magna Guards' electro stabs and just fucking annihilates them. And I think kicks one in the face. That's funny. Yeah, and then she's having a At really... At least she's not useless without her lightsaber. Yeah, and then she uh, gets her lightsaber back, basically dual-wielding a lightsaber with Electro-Staff at the same fucking time against these things. Nice. Unfortunately, though, it was soon proven that uh, this was a mere distraction by Grievous. Damn it! And the Magna Guards, they have her in, like, this saber lock, and then they start menacingly retreat back into the shadows as Shock T realized that she was duped and everything. Oh, wow. And then she just runs as fast as she fucking can to uh, Palpatine's bunker and everything. Mm -hmm. And she gets there. All of her Jedi compatriots are, like, dead. Oh, no. And Palpatine was at Grievous' mercy, Obviously, being very fucking tired against fighting all those Magnagars, she tries to fight Grievous, but he effortlessly disarms her. And he's he was all like, you are tired, Jedi. And he grabs her lightsaber out of her hand. You won't be needing this. 
He took her lightsaber. And then he and then he wrapped her up in uh, electric wiring for good measure. Oh. He didn't kill her, but yeah, it's still kind of humiliating. Very humiliating. Yeah, and then uh, you I know, mean, her lightsaber got stolen <laughs> again. Um, and then yeah, because Botembor captured her, she was separated from her lightsaber, and now Grievous got her lightsaber. Unfortunately, it sucks when a Jedi is without their lightsaber. <laughs> exactly. Um, no wonder Anakin loses it so much. Yeah, this weapon is your life, Anakin. Yeah, how about I get a fucking magnet so it doesn't fly <laughs> on my hands so many goddamn times? Anyway, um, so Mace Windu attempts to get Grievous, obviously fails, finds Shock T, who tells him that she failed, basically. No. Yeah, she just looked, she just looked sad and humiliated. She had the shit beaten out of her. Yep. And then, of course, um, a couple days later, they she recovers in the Jedi Temple and everything. Speedy recovery, I do want to add. Um, and then, uh, you know, she's just chilling out, attends a couple of meetings with the Jedi Council, especially when Anakin was talking about uh, Grievous being on Utafal and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, after that, um, Shakti, I believe... She was tasked by Mace Windu himself to lead the defenses of a Jedi Temple in case Palpatine retaliates and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Shakti was just preparing. She was meditating in the hangar. And that very night, um, a <laughs> Anakin Skywalker rushes into the, into the uh, hangar because he was like, Master Shakti, I need to uh, go to the uh, Senate Chambers. And Shakti was all... Initially, Shakti didn't want Anakin to go because she needed him to help bolster the defenses in case Palpatine retaliated and mm-hmm. everything. But she kind of, uh, you know, something inside her told her that maybe she should let him help Mace Windu, uh, you know, apprehend Palpatine and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, go ahead. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, oh, fine. Yeah, um... A decision that would change the Jedi forever and yep. her life forever. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Shark T. <laughs> I know it's not your fault, but god damn it. <laughs> god damn it. It was just that simple word. Yep. And f- fate just fucking switched. Yep, it's exactly. Like, damn it. Shark T, she could have prevented so much, Um, you know, discovering the true purpose of the biochips. Anakin from leaving the Jedi Temple and ultimately killing Mace Windu. God fucking damn it. And now are we moving on to the Kenny part? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. A couple of hours later, she sends a massive disturbance through the Force. And she she didn't exactly know what happened. Mace Windu getting killed and Anakin turning to the dark side. It's just like a barrage of shit going through the Force. Yeah, and she decided, okay, shit has gone sideways. Now we need to make one last stand. This, this is the end. But we will make sure to go down fighting. Hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of where I go into uh, her multiple death sequences and everything. For context, these are all deleted scenes. Yeah. Two of them are deleted scenes from mm-hmm. the movies. Yep. They would have been so fucking cool either way. Yep. Because it, it gives her more screen time. Yeah, the first death was uh, on uh, Grievous's flagship, where apparently she recovered and went on to Grievous's flagship to save the Chancellor, but she immediately got captured and stabbed through the back by Grievous. Yep. 
And then, uh, you know, in the, in the Jedi Temple, when Anakin invades, she was meditating, just chilling. Anakin stabs her in the back. Yeah, she's, she hears the door open. She's like, what is it, Skywalker? Yeah. And then the lightsaber through the back. That yeah. is so fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, there's one Force vision where uh, Yoda is going on his journey to learn how to become a Force ghost and everything. He sees visions of all the Jedi that he's known um, get killed by mysterious figures and everything like mm-hmm. that. And then one of them was Shock T being stabbed through, a, through her chest with a blue lightsaber and everything. Uh, and then, uh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, are we going to talk about the game? Yeah, in a little bit. I'm okay. about to get there. Um, and then technically a fourth time in the uh, old Lego game where uh, there's this cutscene at the end where Obi-Wan and Yoda are looking at the uh, hollow recordings and apparently Shock T's just chilling and then skywalker just comes in and decapitates her head oh no (laughs) so four times technically but i think the general consensus is anakin is the one who killed her yeah pretty much i mean at three out of four times anakin killed her (laughs) and grievous was the uh, fourth time yes i know and then uh so i believe in canon uh shock t Kind of was, um, it's kind of vague what she was feeling at the time, but basically she, she kind of like accepted fate and everything. Like she, instead of participating in the defense of a Jedi temple, she just went into her personal chambers to meditate and she made a uh, hollow recording for anybody that would come across. Like, do not let the destruction of a Jedi temple be the end of a Jedi order and everything. You know, mm-hmm. this last plead of uh you know and last words of wisdom last words of wisdom and then not too long after pretty much uh it's canon that that uh anakin just stabs her for the chest and everything and she was just accepting fuck you skywalker (laughs) and yeah um shock t was just very accepting of her death by skywalker's hands (laughs) you look so so... she died in a she died at least a little bit at peace like shakun did yeah yeah exactly um in Legends, however, this is where it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shock T, she actively participates in the in the uh, defense of a Jedi temple and everything. Mm-hmm. Like she personally slow uh, slains a couple of clone troopers, and she actually trades blows with Anakin himself. Nice. Yeah, and obviously Shock T, even though she was being very valiant in the defense again in the Jedi temple and everything, she realized they were horrendously outnumbered. Well, no shit. They're <laughs> finding a fucking army. Yeah, and, and she knows that he if she stays and fights this uphill battle, there will be nothing left of the Jedi Order to protect. Mm-hmm. So she went to the hangar and coordinated this mass evacuation with the help of uh, some volunteers of a Jedi Temple. Keep in mind, volunteers of the Jedi Temple, they're called uh, Jedi Count, not Jedi Council, uh, Jedi Temple employees. They're mm-hmm. basically civilian workers. Yeah, they're civilians who work at the temple. Yeah, and with the help of those civilian workers, she was able to evacuate several younglings, uh, Padawans, Knights and masters into transports, and eventually she retreated herself, and they went into the inner bowels of Coruscant. Nice. And then a little bit of a while later... So at least in Legends, she saved some of the Jedi. Yeah, a good amount. Probably not enough to uh, last for a good while, but... No, but still, she saved younglings. She did save younglings. Um, 
And then a couple of years later, she manages to get off of Coruscant and she finds herself on Felucia itself. You know, the jungle world where Ayla Sakura gets killed and yep. everything. Um, and with her powers, you know, being poison ivy and everything, she had a instant connection with the wildlife of Felucia itself. Mm -hmm. And even with its native uh, people who are called the Felucians. I'll send you a picture of them real quickly. I've never seen these guys. Yeah, they're basically plant people. Yeah, they are really weird, but really cool at the same time. There we go. Okay. Very strange. Yeah, and along the lines, she also came across this Laws to Jedi Padawan named Maris Brune. She's a uh, Zabragan, the very embodiment of fan service, as you will see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she came across Maris Brood, who was a orphan Jedi Padawan who saw her master get killed in front of her. That whole shebang. Nice lightsabers. And yeah, those shoulder lightsabers. Impractical as hell, but they're so cool. Um, you know, Maris Brood takes her to Felucia to help train her in the ways of Jedis. She doesn't even look like Zabrak. Well, I mean, if you look at her head, she's got the uh, I know, she's horns. got the horns. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, anyway. Man. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Much like Anakin, Morris Brood had a lot of built-up rage within her. And she wanted to, you know, she's she's the hot-headed uh, Zabrak stereotype and everything. Um, she wants to take the fight to the Empire and everything. She wants to slew uh, Darth Vader and everything. Mm -hmm. But Shock T knows that in their current state, they do not have the ability to overthrow the Empire and everything. Yeah. And let me ask you, <laughs> I know it's kind of unrelated, but Shock T, when she's on Felucia, she looks hot. Like, God damn it, she, yeah, she just, looks awesome. She tied her her leku back, which yeah, I like. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was looking at uh, several Force Unleashed videos, and a lot of people were like, "God damn, whatever race Shock T is a part of, they age really well." Yeah, <laughs> I. It's not exactly clear how old Shock T is during the prequels. I assume she's like in her thirties or forties somewhere around the there. Best guess. Obi Wan yeah. was in his thirties. Yeah. Um. During the time of the Force Unleashed games, it takes place in roughly. Uh, if I could find a date real quickly, um, I believe it. Oh god damn it. Um. <laughs> basically, uh. The events of The Force Unleashed is like nine or eight years before the uh, original trilogy and everything. Oh, okay. She lasted a pretty good while. She lasted almost up until the the, the original trilogy, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Especially for a Jedi survivor of Order 66. Yeah, and she would be roughly around in her 50s or 60s around this point. Damn, she aged well. She does age really fucking well. Curtis <laughs> age perfectly <laughs> she does and you know during her time on Felucia she communed with a flora she communed with its people and she actually became a very respectable chieftain amongst the Felucian people nice because I think naturally the Felucians are uber aggressive like they lean more to the dark side than anything mm -hmm. else and Shakti was just that influence that calmed Felucia and you know kept the Felucians in order and everything that's cool yeah and then uh, we know we know what goes on. Um, Star Killer is sent to Felucia as a final test by Darth Vader. Um, Darth Vader, being the guy who personally crossed blades with uh, with uh, Shock T at a Jedi Temple, he knows more than anybody else how deadly Shock T is. Mm -hmm. He personally said to Star Killer, he was all like, <laughs> "You need to 
You need, for your final test, you need to face a true Jedi Master. The last of the Jedi Council. How the fuck did he even know she was still alive? He had spies everywhere. Fucker. <laughs> and he was all like, you will need the full power of a dark side to defeat her. Well, he does. Technically, he doesn't. Yeah. Because I've seen the clip. She basically... In this, this fight takes place by a Sarlacc pit, right? Yeah, specifically the Ancient Abyss. And I'll send you a picture of that real it's quickly. It's a weird fucking boss fight. It is. Um, But I think it's very appropriate considering Shock T's nature and everything. Yeah, absolutely. But um, the way she dies is really weird because she doesn't even really die. Starkiller does not kill her. Yeah. She jumps into the fucking Sarlacc pit and turns <laughs> into a ball of light. Yeah, basically. Um, you know, like, uh, they have their fight. Um, it, by the way, there's a novelization of The Force Unleashed where really? it describes in detail of a fight between Starkiller and Shock T. And apparently Shock T was so skilled in lightsaber combat that he over she overwhelmed Starkiller's skill in Sarisu, which is the defense fighting style. Uh-huh. That he actually needed to resort to using his Force abilities to even contend with her. Whoa. Yeah. Ah. And then, uh, you know, she... Commands the Sarlacc Pit to strangle Starkiller, but he manages to get out of there and severely wounds Shakti in the process. Um, then Shakti is greatly wounded. She's all like, she is not personally angry at Starkiller because she kind of realizes that he's nothing more than a pawn and a great game of a Sith and everything. Yeah. She was all like, yeah. <laughs> you have such power, but your talents are wasted as as. Vader's apprentice. You could be so much more. Mm-hmm. And Star Killers are like, I'm you. You're not going to convince me to betray my master. And Shakti's like, poor thing. The Sith always betray one another. But I'm sure you'll find that out soon enough. <laughs> Obvious foreshadowing. <laughs> Obvious foreshadowing. I haven't even played the game, and I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. For the viewers, yes, take another shot. We'll be doing a future episode on Starkiller himself one of these days. That'll be interesting to do. Yeah, it'll be pretty fun. He is <laughs> he is a uh, controversial figure, to say the very least. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, so we know Shock T, you know, technically she didn't get killed by Starkiller. It was more of a suicide and everything. Kind of. It's more like how... Yoda kind of passed away into the force. Except he didn't explode in a yeah. sphere of light and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, the moment she passed away into the force, Felucia immediately went to the dark side. Of course. She was, she bas- was the only influence, positive influence on Yeah, Felucia. she was like the dam that was holding the, the powers of the dark side at bay. The moment she died, that, that dam was demolished. And Mara's brood, who she sent into hiding, was overwhelmingly uh, corrupted by the dark side of the force. And she turned, you know, evil and everything. Aw, damn it. And then uh, later in the storyline of Force Unleashed, um, Bail Organa knows where Shakti is. He was initially going out to find Shakti to recruit her and rescuing Princess Leia, who is taken that captive by the empire and everything mm-hmm. but he didn't realize she's dead and he, oh. he was captured by mare's brood oh no yeah there was this one scene where mare's brood like feeds him a slab of meat or something like that and it was 
very horrid conditions. Like, Felucia is covered in darkness and everything. Yeah, um, not very good conditions. Yeah. The Felucians, I don't have pictures of them right now, but the Felucians, they look... If, look at the picture that I sent you and imagine them with a hanging mouth and everything. That's creepy. Yeah, um, and Bail Organa was all like, why are you doing this, Mare's Brood? Shakti would be disgusted with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually Galen Merrick. Yeah. Galen Merrick comes back, Starkiller, um, comes back, sail, saves Bail Organa, has a brief little clash with Mare's Brood and everything. Mare's Brood kind of uh, begs him to spare her and everything. Um, initially, Starkiller was going to kill her because, in his words, he would be doing the galaxy a favor, but he decided to spare her because it was his. <laughs> he was the reason she turned to the dark side. I guess. Because, you know, he, he, he killed, killed his master. master. <laughs> but yeah, um, wow. aside from that, that is the story of Shock T. I just wish she had a proper cemented canon ending. Yeah, yeah. Just getting off to my Skywalker multiple times. Fuck you, Skywalker. <laughs> Why'd you have to kill Clone Mom? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Shock T, she's... A pretty interesting Jedi. I I she, am. She definitely had more backstory than I thought, which yeah. is fucking awesome. She is pretty cool. I I'm pretty sure pretty sure it's the majority of the Star Wars fan base that wish they could have gotten more out of Shock T. I mean, a lot of people may think Shock T is kind of vanilla. Like we already have Ahsoka Tano, who's already a Togruta. Why bother diving into another Togruta? But it would be nice to explore a little bit of her backstory and everything. Yeah, it would be awesome, but no. Yeah. The writers don't want to. <laughs> but yeah, um, I hope you guys... Uh, okay, that is our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, how hot can Shock T get? I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, you want to know what uh, the next episode is going to be about, Hannah? Enlighten me. We, um, so as I did with our uh, Tatooine episode, just diving into new topics. In this case, it's planets. And going a complete 180 from the barren wasteland that is tattooing and everything, we will be exploring a planet that is much more lively in comparison. Naboo. Oh, nice. Yeah, the very first planet that we will ever that we ever see in the prequel trilogy, which is fucking amazing. Uh, Naboo is just beautiful. It is very gorgeous. But yeah, we'll get that in the next episode. But yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful May 4th. And uh, yeah... Hope you're having a wonderful day, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is the way. This is the way, and may, may the, the fourth, fourth be, be with you. you.